You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Three, two, one... But I've worked it out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreit is on the phone. Episode podcast presented by Betfred Sportsbook. It is Wednesday, December 14th. 2022 people i hope everybody's doing well i hope everybody is having a great day i hope everybody is ready for what's gonna be frankly just kind of a heavy episode of the aaron tour sports podcast it's wild i think i told you guys and girls at the end of last episode there would be no tuesday show i was traveling monday night i was in vegas to watch a couple college hoops games and you never think that you're gonna have two mega 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 stories break uh, while you're traveling on a Monday in the middle of December, yet that's exactly what happened. Both serious. We're going to get into both of them. The first, of course, is just the tragic, tragic, tragic passing of Mike Leach. Um, shocking, stunning. There's no words for me to describe uh, what my thoughts are. I think they're probably all very similar to yours. We'll talk about Mike Leach. And then from there, we'll take a quick break and another very serious topic. The arrest of Texas basketball coach Chris Beard. What's next for Texas? What you need to know what's next and why, frankly, I don't think he's ever going to coach Texas again. And I think there's a very good chance he never coaches college basketball again. No other news and notes. Just pay attention to the YouTube channel. If you want merch, hit me up. Uh, But today's not the day to plug that stuff. Let's get right into it. Let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day, you know, there is no easy way for me to jump into this. But Mike Leach, obviously, again, you know, I I, I booked my vacation, uh, not even a vacation, but a getaway on Monday into Tuesday, Sunday into Monday. You have no idea that something like this is even on the horizon. But Mike Leach passes away on Tuesday morning. It became official at 61 years old. And it's crazy because I think about the timing of everything, right? I mean, first of all, this guy was on a foot. I think that's for when I think about Mike Leach and, and I'm, this is just going to be a, 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 you know, a thought, you know, bubble. I'm just going to basically speak as I'm thinking, because there's no way to talk about this in a perfect manner or whatever. But when I think about Mike Leach, you know, listen, we we've dealt with death in sports. We've dealt with passings. Life is a part of death. But I think in most cases, you kind of know something's coming, right? Either somebody's really old, uh, somebody has had health problems, whatever. And what's so shocking about the Mike Leach thing, this guy was on our TVs on Thanksgiving night 
this year coaching the Mississippi State Bulldogs, doing post-game interviews, having fun, nothing to indicate that there was any sort of health problem on the horizon, let alone that he wouldn't be with us, let alone that he wouldn't be leading the Mississippi State football program. Well, and that's exactly what happened over the last couple of days. You know, I mean, it, it's wild because I, I think back even to Sunday, right? You see this initial report, Mike Leach, health issue, um, rushed to the hospital. And you think, okay, that's not good, but, you know, he's a millionaire football coach. He's going to get the best treatment imaginable. And I record my, 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 my Monday show and I finish recording it late Sunday and you start to see reports. Oh, this is, this is pretty serious. Uh, you know, I made a few phone calls, talked to a few people that I know and respect across college football and college athletics. Um, you know, I'm not going to share everything because everything wasn't a hundred percent accurate at that point, but you got the sense from people that are close to the sec, close to Mississippi state, close to the leach family, that this is serious, that this isn't, you know, a bad case of COVID or pneumonia or, um, whatever, that this is a serious health issue. Obviously, over the next 24 to 36 hours, you you really get the sense from people that know that this is worse. When you have the Reese Davises of the world, the Joel Klatz of the world, the most plugged in people in college football, putting out very, very heartfelt thoughts, very, very pray for Coach Leach. He's in our thoughts. We need a miracle. That's when you start to know that it's going to be very serious. That's when you start to know it's bad. And as I said, Tuesday, he did pass away. Uh, the school, the family has said a heart condition. We'll respect that. We don't need to speculate on everything that happened. Mike Leach gone too soon at 61 years old. And so what I want to do now is just kind of share a couple thoughts on him. I think there's a football element to this that we're going to get into in a minute. But I'll be blunt. I want to talk about Mike Leach, the dude, the, the comedian, the thought, you know, leader, thought provoker. Because when I think when, when I think we think about Mike Leach, now, look, he had some great wins, you know, the Crabtree game at Texas Tech, a um, couple really mo- uh, great wins at Mississippi State. But when we think back on Mike Leach, we are going to think back about the dude, the comedian, the guy that you could ask anything. And so that's where I want to start, because I think that's where I think he would want his legacy to be. It was ironic. I saw a video of him on Tuesday that circulated. Somebody actually asked him one time, what do you want your obituary to be? And his response was. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not the one writing it. I'm already going to be gone. Why do I care? And that was who Mike Leach was. And so when I think about like Mike Leach, what stands out to me is in a sport, maybe more than any other sport, where all these guys are basically the same, right? They don't say anything interesting. They don't do anything interesting. So many of them came up under the Nick Saban coaching tree. They recruit the same players. They coach the same way. They uh, all dip into the same assistant coaching pools. It's a very like weird, incestuous sport in college football in many ways. Um, and most of the head coaches are the same. They don't really talk differently. They don't really think differently. They don't really answer questions differently. I mean, I was thinking about this, and, and I know it's ironic because Lincoln Riley is from the Mike Leach coaching tree. But think about Lincoln Riley, Ryan Day, Kirby Smart, Billy Napier, um, Steve Sarkeesian, Brent Venables. What is the most interesting thing any of them have ever said? I think you could, I, I, I give you five, six names there. I think you could count the interesting things they've said on one hand 
Um, and that's kind of how college football is. Part of the reason why I think people are so excited about Deion Sanders, it's not just because, and I'm not trying to make this a Deion thing, but it's not just because he's one of the greatest football players of all time, but he's going to say stuff. He's going to do stuff. He's going to rattle cages. He's going to get people fired up in a good way and a bad way. And so that is who Mike Leach was, maybe not to the extreme that Dion is or a different extreme, but he said what was on his mind all the time. You can't get an interesting quote out of Ryan Day. You can't get an interesting quote out of Lincoln Riley. All Mike Leach gave us was interesting quotes. All Mike Leach gave us was... um uh, you know, commentary on marriage, commentary on planning a wedding, commentary on candy corn versus this candy. What's the best Halloween candy? What's the worst Halloween candy? Um, you know, he, he said something about eating fish sandwiches with your fat girlfriend under a tree. This guy said what he thought. He said what he believed. He didn't care what people said. And I think that's what in, inspired. Like, like, that's why we all liked him. We didn't agree with everything he said. Maybe he said something that kind of rubbed you the wrong way in one instance or whatever. But you knew it came from a place of, of being truly 100% genuine, right? I think that's part of the reason why he probably never got that premier job is because he was never going to conform. He was never going to be the way you want a football coach probably to be when you're paying him six, seven, eight million dollars a year. He's not going to be quiet. He's not going to stay on topic. He's not going to, um, you know, do things the way that everybody else does them. He is going to be one of a kind. He is going to be himself. And that's why we all loved Mike Leach. Now, in terms of the football perspective, I think this is a really important note that I don't want glossed over as we move into a world without Mike Leach. This guy was a football genius and a football innovator whose tentacles are all over the sport of football. Okay. And so for people who don't know all of the background on Mike Leach, um, came up with a guy named Hal Mummy where they created the air raid offense. Okay, and one thing about me, you guys and girls know, what do I always say? I'm not X's and O's guy. I'm not scheme guy. I'm not going to tell you how Mike Leach did what he did, but started at a school called Iowa Wesleyan. From there, they go to Valdosta State. From there, they go to Kentucky where Hal Mummy is the head coach and Mike Leach is the offensive coordinator. Mike Leach goes to Oklahoma they win a national championship with a quarterback named Josh Heupel under a coach named Bob Stoops, and he gets his first coaching job. And so just think about what I just said, by the way. Okay, so he's working under this guy named Hal Mummy, goes to Oklahoma, wins a national championship under Josh Heupel. So you can check off Josh Heupel being under the Mike Leach tree scheme, you know, uh, background. Josh Heupel is one of those guys. Have you ever looked, by the way, Texas, he gets to Texas Tech, first staff, 2000. When you get a second, go and look at the first staff that he had at Texas Tech. Here are some of the names that were on that staff. Art Bryles. We know what's happened since. One of the great college football coaches of his era. Sonny Dykes, who was about to take TCU to the college football playoff in year one. Cliff Kingsbury was his quarterback. Dana Holgerson at Houston, who has taken West Virginia to BCS bowl games or, or, or New Year's Six bowl games, I guess is what we call them now back in the day. Dana Holgerson, Art Bryles, Sonny Dykes, all on his staff at one point. Cliff Kingsbury's his quarterback. Lincoln Riley at one point comes up from under him. So just think about what I just said. Think about the impact that he's had. Coach Josh Heupel, Coach Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley came up under him. Cliff Kingsbury, who now he might not be a very good NFL head coach, but he's an NFL head coach under, under Mike Leach. Um, you know, there were, I believe there were moments in time where Kevin Sumlin worked for him, where Dino Babers worked for him. The number of people 
who you can directly connect their coaching careers to Mike Leach is unbelievable. And that offense is unbelievable. And again, I don't claim to, to understand all the details, but the coolest thing about Mike Leach, and I'm not going to try to throw strays at other head coaches, but you see these head coaches on the sideline with these, these play charts that, you know, we joke, they look like a, uh, what do you call it? A cheesecake factory media. There's so many pages to it. And Mike Leach has his little, you know, little square piece of paper, probably four inches by four inches. He's got two or three plays. And the concept of what he did was, is basically, we have a, a little alteration for everything that you do, blah, 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 blah. The point being that that little sheet of paper created one of the most innovative offenses of all time. One that, again, to every degree, to every degree has impacted major college football. I'll tell you a funny story. I think I might have mentioned this on the show the other day. I don't know if I did. But North Carolina's offensive coordinator named Phil Longo is going to Wisconsin. And there was a big topic about this because it was a conversation of would Drake May, the star quarterback at North Carolina, transfer. And so why do I bring it up? It's because after Phil Longo got hired at Wisconsin, I texted somebody involved with Wisconsin football. I won't say who. It wasn't Luke Fickle. And I said, that is a hell of an offensive coordinator hire. Good luck. And you know what they said to me? We're bringing the air raid to the Big Ten, baby. Let's go. So just think about that. That one text that I sent off one offensive coordinator, they directly quoted Mike Leach's offense. We're bringing the air raid to the Big Ten. Let's go, baby. And so to me, think about the impact that he's had. Again, Lincoln Riley, Cliff Kingsbury, Dana Holgerson, Dino Babers, Art Briles, Sonny Dykes. That is an incredible testament to an incredible guy. And as I wrap, what I would say is this is the other part that I don't want him to go underappreciated. How great of a coach that he was, okay? Because this is the part that I think gets tripped up, okay? Because he was so quirky, because he was so different, because he was so one of one, I don't think he ever gets credit for the success that he had at places that are essentially impossible to win at. Texas Tech, year three on. He had four, he had, let's see, his final, I'm going to do some quick math on, on the fly here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. His final eight years at Texas Tech, they won at least eight games. They won nine games three times, and they won 11 games once. So final, whatever I said, however many years, they win at least eight games. They won nine games three times. Nine games, four times, 11 games once. Since Mike Leach left, Texas Tech has won nine games, a grand total of zero times. They have won 10 games, a grand total of zero times. They've won 11 games, a grand total of zero times. So in his years there, he wins nine games, four times. He gets fired in 2010. Since then, they have zero nine-win seasons, a couple eight-win seasons, including the one that directly followed him. He then goes to Washington State. I think we all know Washington State's history. By year four, he has a nine-win season. He follows it up with another nine-win season in 2017 and an 11-win season in 2018. 
This is Washington State we're talking about. 11 wins at Washington State. That is absolutely unbelievable. And again, you go through the history of that program before and after he's left. 11 wins in 2018. Obviously, the following year was a COVID year. Seven wins, seven wins each of the last two years. And before he got there, they hadn't won 10 games in over a decade. And then finally, he gets to Mississippi State. And look, you know, obviously, it was a good situation. Um, you know, a few years before he got there with Dan Mullen, obviously Joe Moorhead gets there. It's a disaster by year two. He wins seven games this year. He wins eight games. And here are some of the places that he won games at beat Jimbo Fisher head to head at Texas A&M. That was actually where the legendary Halloween candy rant came from, uh, beat, uh, outside of that beat Ole Miss this year at Ole Miss beat Lane Kiffin beat Auburn at Auburn beat LSU at LSU. I tried to look it up. I think the only SEC venue that he did not win at in the SEC West since getting there, the only team he didn't beat is Alabama. And most of those teams he beat on the road. And so this is what I want people to think about when it comes to his legacy. Not just the quirky quotes. That's the best part. That's why we all love him and cherish him and are going to miss him. But he was a great football coach too. Texas Tech, 11 wins at Texas Tech, 11 wins at Washington State. Are you kidding me? And eight wins in year three at, at Mississippi State. And I would have loved to see what he could have done with that program. I'll take it a step further. I know now is not the time to really talk about this, but I would have loved to see what he could do at an Alabama, at an LSU, at a Florida, at a Georgia, at a USC, at an Ohio State, where he was actually on a level playing field. This guy won 11 games at Texas Tech. Nine games four times. They haven't won nine games since he left at Texas Tech. He did it four times. 11 games at Wazoo. Eight games in year three at Mississippi State. I would have loved to see what he could have done. Again, at an Ohio State, at USC, whatever. So I don't mean to belabor the point. But lost in all the great quotes. Lost in everything that Mike Leach was and is and will be remembered for. We're going to remember him for the Halloween quotes. We're going to remember him for the candy quotes. We're going to remember him for the marriage quotes. Let's not forget he was a great football coach too. He was a great football coach. Would have loved to see him at a premier program. But he was one of the best of his generation. The tentacles, again, of him is unbelievable. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. Man, you know, we're going to miss him. You know, I think about SEC Media Days next year. It'll be fun. Brian Kelly will be there. Nick Saban will be there. Lane Kiffin will be there. Hugh Freeze will be there. Billy Napier will be there. It won't be the same without Mike Leach. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're obviously going to talk about a very serious topic on Chris Beard. Um, but as we go to break, I want to do something a little bit different. I, I don't do enough technical producing here. We don't have a producer on this show full-time, at least for now. Hopefully, we will soon. But as we go to break, I want to share a couple quotes from Mike Leach. The first one is him giving marriage advice. The second one uh, is him talking Halloween candy. We'll take a quick break. Here is Mike Leach, the best of Mike Leach, RIP Coach Leach. I, I, I'm going to miss him. You guys are going to miss him. Gone too soon. Uh, here's Mike Leach. Well, it's so it's too late to rescue you. Uh, the, uh, the best wisdom that I can possibly give, uh, the best w- wisdom I can possibly give on that subject, nine days, and it's a little late. You should have come to me sooner. Um, the, uh, my wisdom would be, uh, you you have to stay out of the way. Now, and I wish you a very happy marriage, and I'm sure you'll have one. But uh, I'm just telling you, 
when it comes to marriages, uh, the women lose their mind. Your fiance is going to lose her mind. Your mother-in-law is going to lose her mind. Your mom is going to lose her mind. Several of your sisters and uh, female relatives are going to lose their mind. And, um, and they're going to they're barrage you with constant questions. What should we wear? And then, uh, which, of course, my answer was, I don't care. And then, uh, what color should the invitations be? I don't care. Uh, what should we have for dessert? I don't care. Should we seat this this way or th that that way? I don't care. But see, I don't care is not satisfactory at all. And you're going to get caught in a catch-22, and I'm certain that you already have. And that catch-22 is, well, I want you to be a part of this too. Uh, so what color invitations? Um, all right, the blue ones. Well, I kind of like uh, I kind of like the tan ones. Okay, the tan ones then. Oh, you're just saying that because uh, 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 you want this over. Well, you're not even thinking about it, which is of course true. And then, um, well, uh, uh, what do you want for dessert? I was thinking of strawberry shortcake. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, strawberry shortcake would be good. Well, what about the blueberry pie? Well, I like the blueberry pie. We could have the blueberry pie. Well, I thought you said you wanted the strawberry shortcake. And it's just going to go back and forth, and they're going to play keep away from you until uh, after you're married. So what you need to do is you need to work late hours, work late, be, be very nice and supportive, and um, uh, but, but they're going to play keep away from you, and, and there's no answer you can give that is going to be satisfactory or correct. And if you successfully uh, please a few of them, the others will still be, oh, well, I just don't feel like he's that interested. Yeah, okay, so, so you need to work late, uh, go in the back room and read a lot of books. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you have to go uh, take the groomsmen out so you make sure that they march in just right and they know exactly, you know, these swell outfits that you picked out or whatever, however you're doing it. Um, and in the end, you'll wish you eloped. But um, uh, nevertheless, you need to find, uh, you need to find um, excuses uh, that they'll buy uh, to be as far out of harm's way as you possibly can. And, uh, but uh, take comfort in knowing that uh, once the ceremony's over, um, that uh, you know, life will get progressively better from there even though there's some adjustment. We talked about on the broadcast how you hate candy corn. What's your uh, favorite Halloween candy game? corn? I mean, I completely hate candy corn. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, well, gummy bears, let's see. Uh, gummy bears for sure. Sour or regular? Uh, um, the the hair bow. It's got to be the hair bow ones. And then uh, the other thing I like is uh, is when they used to have the the uh, sprees in a box, outstanding. You have to go to the dollar store to find it, but I do. And then the latest, the, the latest. You know, there's still candy innovation. Although a while back I found that Europe had better candy than we did overall because <laughs> they have gummy everything. And then, uh, but. Uh, um, the, uh, you know, they have those nerds clusters, which is new. The gummy. Yeah, which is good. The nerds clusters is good. And then if you go chocolate, uh, probably Almond Joy. Love it. Hopefully you'll get some of that next week. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Thanks, Coach. All right, thank you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. By now, you know all about Betfred. Started in 1967 in the UK. One of the most respected shops in the UK with over 1,600 shops in the UK. They have come to the United States and they have made a major splash. They are not only the presenting sponsor of all things Aaron Torres Media, but also the Denver Broncos, the Colorado Rockies, the Cincinnati Bengals. And what I love about Betfred, nobody does a better job taking care of their customers than Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. What do I mean by that? Well, how about this? We sent a few of our listeners to the Denver Broncos VIP tailgate, courtesy of Betfred Sportsbook. Betters have thrown out the first pitch of Colorado Rockies games. The Bengal, the Betfred suite at Cincinnati Bengals games is constantly hopping. They take care of their customers like nobody else. And here is what they are going to do for you just for listening to the Aaron Torres pot. All you got to do, go to Betfred Sportsbook, Betfred Sportsbook app, bet 50 on any game, and you get 250 in free bets courtesy of the Betfred Sportsbook. It is the best offer going. Tell them Torres sent you. Bet 50 on any game. Get 250 in free bets courtesy of the Betfred Sportsbook. I love working with them. Take advantage of that offer right now. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back the sponsor of our Aaron Torres Pod NFL Pickup Challenge. I am, of course, talking about Bracket Phonetics. By now, you know all about Bracket Phonetics. I have been working with them for years, multiple NCAA tournaments. This year, Bracket Phonetics decided to get into the NFL space, and they are doing the Aaron Torres Pod NFL Pick'em Challenge. We are doing the Aaron Torres Pod NFL Pick'em Challenge, courtesy of Bracket Phonetics. What do you need to do? How do you need to sign up? How can you take advantage of Bracket Phonetics? Let me tell you right now. All you got to do, go to BracketFanatics.com. Click the tab, join bracket. The bracket name is Torres. And here's what happens when you sign up. All you got to do every single week, pick every single game on the NFL slate. Not against the spread, not over under. Just pick every single game. And here's what happens. Winner every single week gets $100 cash courtesy of Bracket Fanatics. So BracketFanatics.com, join bracket, 
bracket name Torres. Pick the games. Every winner, every week, gets $100 cash courtesy of Bracket Fanatics. And here's the cool part. When the season ends in a few weeks, you can still get a $1,000 season-long cash prize. That goes to the ultimate winner, courtesy of Bracket Fanatics. Not too late to sign up. You'll automatically be entered to win the $100 weekly winner. All you got to do, BracketFanatics.com. Join Bracket, Bracket Name Torres. Tell them Torres sent you, BracketFanatics.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, everybody. I'm back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Final segment of the show. So good to be back. And I do want to wrap with, frankly, another very serious topic, right? And on this show, I lo- I think it goes out saying, I love sports. I like to have fun talking on this show about stuff that I think you guys and girls are interested in. But in general, um, I-, I like to have fun, right? That's what sports is supposed to be. We don't take ourselves too seriously on this show. We do where Aaron was right, where Aaron was wrong to rap every week so I can make fun of myself a little bit. But there are times when things get very serious in sports, and there are times when we have to discuss them. Just a minute ago, we obviously discussed the the, the awful news about Mike Leach. And now we got to get to another very serious topic, and that is the status of Texas basketball coach Chris Beard. By now, I think everybody knows, but early Monday into Tuesday, he was uh, arrested, charged, felony, domestic assault, uh, strangulation. He's been suspended by the school. And there's a lot to get into. There's a lot to break down. Uh, And I know some of this news will be more than like 24 hours old to some of you. But in a lot of ways, listen, I was traveling. In some ways, I'm glad that I was kind of away from a computer. So I didn't have a chance to jump right in and be the first one to have an opinion. Uh, Legal process played itself out. Texas has made its remarks. And so I kind of want to break it down from all angles, want to discuss all of it and get into it. It is a very serious topic. Um, There's obviously lives, you know, kind of, hanging in the balance, if you will, in terms of futures, whatever. But let's get into the present, the facts, what we know. And then, of course, more importantly from there, or maybe not more importantly, but but as it pertains to this show, what I think happens next for Chris Beard in Texas, uh, because to be blunt, I don't think it's good. So let me give you a few details. And what I want to do now is this is the next two or three minutes. It's just the who, what, when, where, why of what is accused to have happened per the affidavits from the police. Okay. This is not my opinion. This is not speculation. It's not what I read on a message board. It's not this. It's not that these are from the affidavits from the sworn statements by the people involved. Here is what you need to know about the incident involving Chris Beard, the head coach university of Texas. It's Sunday night into Monday. He's in his house with his fiance. Apparently, according to the fiance, they've been having some personal difficulties in their relationship. 
and Chris Beard is staying in the guest room. She goes into the guest room. The argument continues. And this whole thing starts with her breaking his reading glasses. Apparently, he's twirling his reading glasses and she breaks them. Okay. And so, just so it's clear, even according to her own version of the events, she instigates things. It doesn't matter. Doesn't make what Chris Beard is alleged to have done next. Okay. But I just kind of want that as context out there. Again, not excusing what Chris Beard is accused of. From there, glasses get broken. She goes back to the other room. And apparently a few minutes later, he comes in and he's mad. He's mad about his glasses. He slaps. She is now wearing glasses. He slaps glasses off of her face. And what I want to do now is kind of read the rest from the police affidavit. So there's no confusion, no speculation, no Torres said this, but did this really happen here? This is what happened after he slapped the glasses off of her face. She tried finding her glasses and said she was thrown from the bed onto the floor, which injured her leg. She then said she was, quote, attempting to gather her bearings because she was unable to see without her glasses when Beard choked her with his arm for probably like five seconds. His fiance then said Beard threw her onto the bed and, quote, moved his face within inches of her face before letting her go, per the affidavit. When the officer asked her what she thought made Beard stop, she said, I don't know. He just let go. And so according to her version of the events, glasses in one room, glasses in the other room, he then throws her onto the bed, chokes her, gets in her face for, quote, probably about five seconds. It is worth noting Beard in a statement did say that he has audio that says that she instigated the situation. He did not release it to authorities for whatever reason that would be. I don't think it ultimately matters if what he is accused of is proven to be true, but it is worth noting. Monday morning while he was in jail, his lawyer did release a statement that said he should have never been arrested. The complainant, which is obviously the accuser, wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed. It is truly inconceivable. Now, that does sound like lawyer speak, and this is now my opinion, but as of right now, this is not opinion. She has not dropped those charges. Texas, on Monday night before their game against Rice, suspended Chris Beard without pay, and so that's where we stand about 7 o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday night. That is the who, what, when, where, why. It is not pretty. And now what I want to do is take a few minutes and just talk about, you know, reaction to that. We know what happened. Let's get into kind of just some thoughts on it, right? And I think my first thought was the same thought as everybody else's first thought. That is just unacceptable. It's unacceptable behavior that cannot happen, Okay. And so to be clear, guys and girls, anyone who listens to this show, you guys and girls know me. I'm not moral high ground guy. I'm not pretend to be perfect guy. I have had plenty of moments in my life where I do regrettable things, where I say regrettable things, where I do something I wish I could take back. Okay. But I do know, and I think we've all been in situations with our significant other, with somebody that we love, where we are in an argument. It happens. It's part of life, but it can never escalate to the point that it is that Chris Beard is accused of letting it escalate to. It cannot get to the point where he is accused of throwing her on the bed. It cannot get to the point where he is accused of choking her. It cannot get to that point ever under any circumstances ever. I don't care. I don't care who started it. I don't care if she broke your glasses. It cannot happen ever. Leave the room. Leave the house. Walk away. Drive away. Call an Uber. 
ride a bike. I, I don't care. Go for a walk. Just do something to get out of that situation. You cannot let that happen ever under any circumstances to be abundantly clear. But you also cannot let that happen if you are a highly paid basketball coach that is one of the biggest public figures in your state and representing the state school of your university. I'm not saying it's okay for anybody to do it, but you certainly can't do it if you are a six, seven, eight million dollar year head coach, whatever he is. And so as I look forward, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Let's get into what happens next because I'll just be blunt. I'll be 100% blunt, just going to tell it like it is, and I'll say this. I I would say with 99% certainty that Chris Beard never coaches a game at Texas again. And I would say with probably like 80 to 85% certainty, I don't think that Chris Beard ever coaches basketball again, at the college level at least. Because at the end of the day, he is leader of men. He is the the face of the, he's one of the faces of the school. And I don't know how you can let this guy continue in his role. And so I want to go on. I want to continue. But before I do, I already know what a couple people, some of you are probably driving around sitting there saying a few things. One, what if she made up the facts? Two, what if she drops the charges? To what I would say is this. I think even if, Some things are fabricated. I'm not saying that she did. I'm not saying that she did. But even if some things were fabricated or confused or this, or you see, it was the heat of the moment. Here's what I come back to when I I think about this case. There are two things that stand out. One, both parties, Beard and his fiance, agree that there was some sort of incident. Beard said himself, I recorded it. She started it. I have audio proof. So we know there was an incident. Here's the other part, which I forgot to mention, and it is an important part. The police say she had marks on her. She had a bite mark on her arm and an abrasion on her head. And so at the very least, even if some of the facts were confused and it was the heat of the moment and memories got confused, even if she drops charges, we know that she had marks on her from this incident. And so because of it, that to me is, if you will, and I don't mean to make light of this term, But that is the smoking gun, and that is why I don't believe he can be at the head coach of the University of Texas anymore because of that fact. So why can't he be coach even if she drops charges? Because we have enough information to know that something happened, that he put his hands on her, and in this environment, you simply cannot do it. You cannot do it, one, as the face of a public university, okay? Maybe, and I don't think you could, but maybe you could get away if you're an NBA head coach, an NFL head coach, a Major League Baseball manager. But when you're talking about being the face of a school, of a state university, I simply don't think you can. I'll take it a step further. I think even if you're a player, there's maybe a little bit of a different situation here, right? Like I, th- But when I'm talking about this, like maybe it's a little bit different if you're a player, but even think about something like Ray Rice. Think about what the reaction was to Ray Rice. Now, we know he did it. We saw the video. But at the same time, remember, there were people protesting outside the stadium for Ray Rice. He was a player. He was an r- aging running back. Chris Beard is the face of a state university, one of the probably two besides Steve Sarkeesian highest paid state employees, you know, in that school system. And so you're telling me a $6 million a year guy accused of this with proof that there were marks on her. He can't continue. He can't continue as the face of your university, even if some of the stuff is confused, because here's the bottom line. Remember, this is something that's not going to go away. This is something that no matter, even if some facts were kind of misconstrued, whatever, Every single time you go into an arena, every single time you go into a road venue, 
It's going to get brought up. It's going to get relitigated. Fans are going to hear whatever chant is said in opposing arenas. It's going to go on and on and on. It's never going to stop. I'll take it a step further. And I talked to a couple coaches about this on Monday and a Tuesday. Even if you want to keep them, two things stand out. Well, one, well, three things stand out. One, the public scrutiny that you're going to get, the, the fan reaction from other schools. But a couple things. And this is, you know, why I love talking to coaches and people in the industry. One coach say, how do you coach your team? And it's not to say the kids at Texas are good kids, bad kids, this, that, the other thing. But if you're Chris Beard and you're accused of doing what you what people said you're doing, or even if some of the facts are misconstrued, you're going to get in a kid's face and say, you messed up. You did this. Fix that. Get it right. Player's bad enough. You know what he's going to say back to you? We all know exactly what he's going to say back. Because no matter what the player did on the court, it's never going to be worse than what Chris Beard was accused of on Sunday night into Monday. Two, and I think this is an important part as well, besides being a representative of the school at public events, on TV, in the media, how are you going to recruit? Somebody brought this up to me. I thought it was such a good point. How is Chris Beard now going to go into the homes of high school players or transfers or junior college players? How is he going to look mom and dad in the eye, especially mom? And say, Mom, I'm going to take care of your son. I'm going to make sure nothing happens to him. I'm going to teach him. I'm going to be tough on him. And I'm going to turn him from a boy to a man. And you know what uh, most moms are going to say, if not all moms, and a lot of dads too? You better not. He better not turn out like you. I read those reports. I saw what was on TV. I know what your fiance accused you of. And so to me, that's why I can't continue. Recruiting is going to be different. Practice is going to be different. Games are going to be different. Road environments are going to be different. And so if you had to ask me what I think is going to happen from here, I'll tell you. I'll compare it to a current situation that's going on right now, and I'm not comparing one situation necessarily to the other, just what the outcome will be. I think it's going to play a lot out a lot like the Ime Adoka situation in Boston, okay? And to be clear, not accusing marital affairs with alleged domestic violence, okay? That's not what I'm doing at all. What I am saying is I think what's going to happen is Texas is going to keep Chris Beer on indefinite leave without pay, as we now know. They will let the legal process play out. Because I think one thing that I've learned covering sports over and over and over again, one thing that I've learned is that everybody just wants the rush. You got to fire him. Get rid of him. He's disgusting. He's this, he's that. Well, you can't do that because you have to let the legal process play out. You have to let the legal process play out, and you have to allow a situation where he cannot accuse you of prematurely firing him or of an unjust firing. Because then you're going to have to pay him all that money that you owe him on his contract, and Texas doesn't want to do that. Texas has a lot of money, but they don't want to do that. And so what I think is going to happen is behind the scenes, there's going to be lawyers involved, and Texas is going to make sure that they can move on from Chris Beard without having to pay him all that money. And money should not be an issue here, but I'm just saying how I think it's going to happen. It's going to be like Ime Adoka. It's going to be quiet. There's going to be no comment from either side. And then at some point, Texas is just going to release a statement. Chris Beard has been relieved of his duties as head coach, whatever. And then from there, we move on. But I do think it's going to happen. If you read the language in his contract, it's very much very similar to most other contracts from the perspective that, uh, you know, it's it's vaguely, you know, vague terms about, you know, conduct unbefitting of a head coach. Like there's... It, there's enough here where they will probably be able to fire him with cause, but if they do it now, if they do it this second, then it's going to be an ugly public legal thing, 
And so I think it's going to be quiet for the next two or three months. And I think he'll be out the door sometime in February and Texas will try to find a new head coach this spring. Really quickly, two other thoughts before we get out of here. One, from the basketball perspective, and I know compared to real life, it's nothing. I am very interested to see what happens with Texas basketball because this was a team that was good enough to win a national championship. This is what Beard was working for. This is what um, Texas, why Texas hired him was to have a team like this that is good enough to win it all, and they are. And now I don't know what happens. We saw on Monday night they played Rice. It was not pretty. They easily could have and probably should have lost that game. Um, and I just don't know what happens from here, right? I, 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 I'm curious. I don't think he ever coaches them again, certainly not this season. Um, but I'm curious just how the team responds because the thing is, it's not just you and I that have smartphones and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and what, however people consume information, email, Google, whatever. Those players have it too. And the same way that we were all on our phones trying to get every piece of information on Monday into Tuesday, so were those players. And I guarantee you, some of them are already thinking about their future. I'm going pro. I wonder if a kid like Dylan Mitchell projected as a lottery pick at some point just opts out of the season. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying it could happen. I think a lot of guys transfer. I think a lot of guys leave. I think a lot of guys just get out of there because this is not what they signed up for. And I'll be clear, I don't blame any of them because this isn't what anybody signed up for when they came to Texas. My final thought, and this is serious, and I, 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 again, let the facts play out, but if he is accused of what he is accused of doing, um, then there's no excuse and there's no reason that he should continue as the head coach at Texas. I will say this is an important life lesson, right? about how one moment in time can change everything, can change everything that you've worked for. And so guys, girls, you're listening just like I'm speaking. And I'm not perfect. Don't claim to be. I've made a million mistakes in my life. But think about how one incident, one moment in your life can change forever. Chris Beard is 49 years old. He's been working 50 years to get to this point, to be the head coach at his alma mater, make millions, dream job. Obviously, a fiancé means he's planning on getting married. And within 30 seconds, 5 minutes, 10 minutes, it was all gone. Like I said, marriage gone, dream job very likely gone. Can't go back to his house right now this second. Um, And so it's awful. It's awful for the alleged victim. But in some ways, it's sad. And I always think about this stuff whenever there's an incident involving somebody where one minute changes everything, where one decision changes everything. I I shouldn't feel bad for Henry Ruggs, the former football player with the Raiders, but I do. I shouldn't feel bad for this person, that person, but I do. And with Chris Beard, it's just wild to think how one thing can change everything forever. But that said, I do think it's time for me to get out of here uh, on today's Aaron Torres pod. Uh, serious show. I don't like to be this serious in general, and I hope the next time I come on, we can have a little bit more fun than we did today. If you're not subscribed, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure that you are subscribed to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. Make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram. Aaron Torres podcast questions at gmail.com. Aaron Torres podcast questions at gmail.com. There will be t- days to talk about the games. Maybe at some point I react to the Crane Arizona game I was at. You know, Memphis and Alabama was on Tuesday night. 
but I think we wait for that. Time for me to get out of here. Appreciate everybody's support. I am going to bounce. Shout out to Torrent Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you FN. Unblock me, bro. I'll be back later this week. New Aaron Torres podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.